Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues. It's such a busy time of year for everybody and sleep consultants are no exception because the holiday season is approaching and if you want to know the truth, there are a couple of slower periods for us and it's summertime, like the depths of summer when everybody's just cottaging or going to weddings or just, you know, relaxing and not wanting to be tied at home worrying about sleep coaching their baby and the holidays. So around the middle of December, we start to slow down usually because people are like, you know what, we have got overnight stays at grandma's house, travel back and forth between houses. We cannot concentrate on like a two week period where we're going to be at home focusing on teaching our baby how to sleep in their crib. So those are often slow periods for us, but the periods leading up to those times are really, really busy because parents are realizing, oh, okay, I want to get this all sorted out. I want to figure out this sleep situation before we get to the period of time where we're going to be busy and on the go. So we get sleep sorted out, we're all getting healthy rest, and then when we are sleeping in different situations like someone else's house or we have to have a bunch of on-the-go naps, my baby will bounce back easily or do okay with it because they are already a great little sleeper and we've already put a foundation of great sleep habits in place. So because it is mid-November and we are leading into that busy holiday season, we're so busy right now because everyone is just wanting to start getting healthy rest now and get all those great habits in place before the holiday season. And I don't blame you. It's a good idea to do it. So I also did a Q&A on Instagram last week and because it's such a busy season and Everyone wants to get sleep sorted out quickly now. There's a lot of questions happening about how we can do that and how we can get sleep sorted out. So I did that Q&A, lots and lots of questions, but I sorted through those questions for this week to look really specifically at wake windows because I got so many questions about scheduling and wake windows. So I thought it would be a great week on the podcast to focus on that. And this is Q&A Tuesday. So I pulled out the top five questions specifically about wake windows for this week. So we could have a little bit of a theme and sort of tie everything together in terms of why wake windows are so important, what wake windows to use at each age, and that kind of thing. First off, before I jump into the questions, what are wake windows? If you follow us on Instagram, you probably already know because I talk about them all the time because they're very important to your baby's healthy rest. The wake window for your baby depends on their age and it changes as they get older. The wake window is the amount of time your baby can be awake before they are tired and need to be sleeping again. So we're talking about from the time your baby wakes up for the day until the time you place them in their crib for their nap or the time they wake up from one nap until the time you place them in their crib for their next nap. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about wake windows. We're also talking about the time from their last nap when they wake up from their last nap until you put them in bed for the night. That's, you know, a wake window. So that's what we mean when we're talking about it. Let's dive into some of the questions about wake windows for this week that I got this week and especially in this Q&A that I did. Should I cut the last wake window of the day short if baby had a day of short naps? 
So generally I would say no, unless maybe it's just by about 15 minutes. So say we're talking about a five-month-old here. The parent who asked this question didn't give me the age, but let's say this is a five-month-old. And let's say they had a really tough nap day and they didn't have long naps, they didn't have restful naps, they're seeming pretty cranky. Normally, I would keep a five-month-old up for about two hours, 15 minutes before they go to bed at night. On a day when the naps have been really crappy and they just haven't gone very well, I might only do two hours instead of two hours, 15 minutes that night leading up to bedtime. I might just keep them awake for two hours instead of two and a quarter, but I wouldn't do less than that. I would not say, oh, well, you had a bad nap day. You must be exhausted. Instead of two hours and 15 minutes before bed, like I normally give you for awake time, I'm just going to give you like an hour and a half tonight and then I'm going to put you to bed and expect you to fall asleep. Your baby might have had a tough nap day, they might have had a short nap day, but they probably are not going to be ready for bed with only an hour and a half of awake time if they usually have almost an hour more than that. And you're probably just asking for a bedtime challenge if you are putting your baby to bed that much earlier than they normally go down. So moral of the story to answer the question is that you might put your baby down a little bit earlier with a little bit shorter of a wake window than normal on a bad nap day, but I wouldn't do more than about 15 minutes less than their normal wake window. False starts at bedtime. The next question is about this. Baby always cries one hour after getting down for the night. Why? Let's explain what false starts are. False starts when a parent says that and you're like, what is that? A false start when his parent says that they're generally referring to their baby going to sleep for the night in their crib and then waking up about 40 to 60 minutes later. And so it almost feels like a false start, like they started their nighttime sleep, but then it's like, surprise, gotcha, I'm not actually asleep yet. And 40 minutes later, they're already awake. And so this parent is asking why this happens. There are two main reasons that false starts normally happen. One of those reasons is that the baby is overtired before they go to bed. And this is why I lumped this question into this week's podcast episode, because we're talking about wake windows and we're focusing on wake windows. False starts often happen because your baby is overtired when they go to bed. And when your baby is overtired going to bed, they have a harder time getting into and or staying in a nice, deep, restful sleep. So that is why we really want to focus on those wake windows by your baby's age and make sure they're not going down overtired. The other thing that can often happen is if your baby gets drowsy or falls asleep during their bedtime routine and then you put them in their crib already asleep or super drowsy, often they'll wake up after one sleep cycle, which is about 45 minutes for a baby, and they'll say, hey, wait a minute, I'm still in a late stage of sleep, I woke up a little bit and I realize I don't even know how I got in this crib. When I went to sleep, I was in somebody's arms. And now I'm in this crib and I don't know why and I don't really know how to get back to sleep in this scenario. So that's where you may want to start focusing on more independent sleep skills and having your baby go into their crib awake at bedtime so that when they rustle and stir at that 45 minute mark and they're still in a light stage of sleep, they have the skills to go back to sleep independently just like they did 45 minutes ago at bedtime. Next question was, what time should my two-month-old be going to bed? Why did I lump this into a podcast episode about wake windows? Because that's what it's about. Again, bedtime is about an appropriate amount of time after your baby's last nap before you put them down for the night. So for a two-month-old, their bedtime might range between about 
7.30 and 9.00, but it depends on when they woke up from their last nap. I would only offer a two-month-old about an hour of awake time, a one-hour wake window. So if you can get your two-month-old to nap from like 6.30 to 7.30 in the evening, then you could get them up, you know, play a little, do a little bedtime routine and put them down for the night at 8.30, an hour after they woke up from their last nap. But if the next day, the way the day works out, your two-month-old has a nap from 6 to 7 p.m., then they might go down for bed for the night at 8 p.m., an hour after they woke up from their last nap. But try to keep it within that sort of range that I mentioned, sort of 7.30 to 9, 9.30 for a newborn. So now let's get a little bit more into wake windows and bedtimes for older ages because it changes as your child gets older. Like I said, newborns are going to go to bed a little later. They only have about an hour of awake time before they need to go down for a nap or go to bed for the night and their bedtime ends up being a little later, maybe as late as 9, 9.30. For Children who are exiting the newborn stage, once we're around three and a half, four months, bedtime starts to get a little bit earlier, wake windows increase. So if we are around three and a half, just under four months, I would do a little more like an hour 15 to an hour and a half wake window between your baby's sleeps and leading up to bedtime. And bedtime might fall anywhere from about 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., depending on when the last nap ended. Once a child is around four and a half plus months, I would suggest that an earlier bedtime is generally better than a very late evening nap. So at that point, when your child is four and a half months or older, we're looking at bedtime really ranging anywhere from about 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I know 6 p.m. might sound very, very early to some of you, but it really is necessary some days, not all the time. But if your baby's naps were really short that day and you have a four and a half, five month old who ended their naps around four o'clock in the afternoon, well, a child that age can handle two hours of awake time before they go to bed. So if a nap ends at four o'clock, that means their next sleep is due at six with that two hour wake window. Six o'clock is a very late nap for a four and a half, five month old. I wouldn't do a nap at that time for a child that age. I would put them to bed for the night instead as early as 6 p.m. But the very next day, your child might have a great nap day. And the way the naps work out, he might nap until quarter to six. And then his bedtime will be quarter to eight. Or he might nap all the way to six. I would wake a child up at that age by six from their naps. So we preserve a proper bedtime of not later than 8 p.m. So again, four and a half months and up, we're really looking at a bedtime range of about six to 8 p.m. And that is going to be the norm going forward for many, many, many months after that age, 6 p.m. earliest, 8 p.m. latest, depending on your baby's wake windows and when their last nap ended. That is the key. It depends on your baby's age and therefore their wake window for that age and when their last nap ended that day. That's how you determine bedtime. So in the example I just gave, We've got a four and a half month old with a two hour wake window before bed. We wake for up from a nap at five. We go to bed at seven. For a seven month old who can handle two and a half hours of awake time before bed. If we wake up from a nap at five, that means we're in bed that night at 7.30. If we wake up from a nap at 4.30, it means we're in bed for the night at seven. So it depends on when the last nap ends and how much awake time your baby can handle. 
for a nine-month-old who can handle three hours of awake time before bed. If we wake up from a nap at four, we go to bed at seven. If we wake up from a nap at 4.20, we go to bed at 7.20. That's how precise we like to be with wake windows, especially for children under about one year of age. So I hope that's helpful, and we do have a much more specific and sort of well-laid-out wake times guideline on our Instagram account. Scroll through there, you'll find it. I post it about once a month because it's a very popular tool that parents like to look at. So go to at the Happy Sleep Company on Instagram. You can check out our wake windows guidelines. We also have at um, thehappysleepcompany.com, we have sleep guides. We have a four to eight month sleep guide and we have an 11 to 18 month sleep guide that can really break it down very specifically for you what the wake windows and scheduling tweaks are for those ages. So you can check that out too if you have more questions about wake windows by age. Next question I wanna focus on for this week is age appropriate sleeping time. When should my baby go to bed? Just covered that actually. So that's everything we just talked about wrapped up in one, what time should your baby go to bed? Just to reiterate, it's not a static bedtime unless your child is older and on like zero or only one nap in the day. So once again, this parent didn't let me know the age of their baby, but if your baby is on multiple naps in the day, it does not make sense to do a static bedtime every night because there are too many variables in the day that change each day. And then we need to adjust the bedtime too based on how the naps, i.e. the variables went. So if your baby is on two, three, four, five naps in a day, don't expect them to have the exact same bedtime every night. Adjust their bedtime a little bit in a range based on when they woke up from their last nap and what wake window they can currently handle. Once your child is about 16, 18 months and drops down to one nap a day, this is the first time that I recommend you stop looking at wake windows and you do start looking at a more static time on the clock for your baby's bedtime because now there's only one variable in the day. So at this point, your child generally wakes up within about the same hour each morning, goes down for their nap right about noon every day, hopefully sleeps for a couple of hours, and then can go to bed around 6.45, 7 o'clock. And that can stay the same each day as long as naps are relatively similar each day. We do need to remember that at this age, the reason for this is that you're baby and now your toddler is a little more resilient in the amount of awake time adjusting they can handle. So whereas for a five-month-old, they can get overtired if you're like 15 minutes outside of their normal wake window. If you go 15 minutes beyond their normal wake window, you will probably find that your five-month-old is already overtired with just that little adjustment. But for an 18-month-old, they can handle 15 minutes here, maybe even 30 minutes there from one day to the next in terms of what their wake window is and how it differs. So at that age, it's okay to make things look a little more static and do a little bit more of a by the clock schedule for your toddler who's on one nap. And certainly once your preschooler is on no naps, then you really can do a bedtime of pretty much the same time every day because there really aren't any variables in the day messing with when their bedtime should occur. The final question we'll touch on for today is wake window and nap schedule for an eight month old. So I kind of touched on this a little bit, but let me just break it down for you more specifically to give you an example for an eight month old. And this would also apply to like a nine and 10 month old because this child is now on two naps a day for most children. Some children are still having three naps a day at eight months of age, but many, many children are on a two nap schedule when they are eight, nine, 10 months. So a sample schedule, 
First of all, the wake window for this age would be about two and a half to three hours. So that means two and a half hours leading up to their first nap because babies are usually most tired and ready for their first nap of the day. So their wake window is a little shorter. That's an important thing to keep in mind. And then probably about three hours of awake time leading up to their second nap and three hours leading up to bedtime. They can handle a little bit bigger wake window leading up to that second nap and bedtime. They need a little more sleep pressure for those. First thing in the morning, little less. So two and a half hours in the morning, three hours to the second nap, three hours to bedtime. So what does that mean for a sample schedule? Your eight month old might wake up at seven o'clock to start the day. Two and a half hours of awake time means they go down for their nap at 930 say they sleep until quarter after 11, usually the first nap of the day is the longer one, then they'd be up for three hours and go down at quarter after two, maybe they sleep until quarter to four, and then they go to bed for the night three hours later at quarter to seven. That would be a sample schedule for an eight, nine, even 10 month old. Once we start to get into, into 11 plus months, we're still on a two nap schedule, but we usually need to tweak it a little bit more. At that point, often you have to start capping the morning nap a little shorter to make sure your baby's tired enough for their afternoon nap. And often you have to start adding in a little more awake time into their wake window to make sure there's enough sleep pressure for both of their naps and their bedtime, their nighttime. So again, the 11 to 18 month sleep guide at thehappysleepcompany.com is really helpful for that age because there are often some scheduling tweaks needed. And if you're getting towards that age or you're already at that age and you are seeing that the schedule you used to use for your child at eight, nine months isn't really working for them now that they're 11, 12 months, you probably do need to make some schedule tweaks, adjustments, increase those wake windows a little so you can take a look at that guide for some more information if you're at that stage. So that's a wrap up of the wake windows episode. I hope that was helpful. I know that wake windows are such a huge question for so many parents. So I really wanted to wrap that all into a nice little bow this week as we head into a busy season where wake windows are really important. And do keep in mind that if you're on the go this holiday season and you are doing a lot of stroller naps and car naps, wake windows can still be helpful for those. If you can try to time things around your baby's normal nap schedule, try to keep them awake when they're normally awake and get them to sleep, even if it's in a stroller or when you're walking around with a family member or a friend, or even if it's in a car on the way to a holiday dinner, try to make sure that naps happen around when they normally would and awake time is the length that it normally would be because then even if the naps are on the go, your baby is going to stay on a better schedule and probably have a better night after a day of on-the-go naps if at least the schedule itself has stayed similar, even if your baby's not actually sleeping in a crib that day. Everybody go have a good week, take all of that into consideration and stay rested. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.